long shot for a big score, you need silly underdog picks. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. It may be a long shot, but it's all you've got. It's time to pick your dark horse. Not your nose. This is Silly Underdog Picks. Brought to you by Volunteer Jose Gasket. Silly Underdog Picks. Now, on Darren, Donna, and Chase. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Uh, underdog is here. <laughs> All right, it is underdog time. Hour number three, Darren, Donick, and Chase, Pete and Terry's Tavern. You have got 45 minutes to get down here and register to win. Folks have been coming in here, having some lunch, $12.50, burger and beer. If 12.45, we are going to draw a lucky winner. People have been stuffing the box. You don't have to be present to win, but you do have to be present in here to fill out your registration and make yourself eligible to be in the building tonight as the Predators host the Minnesota Wild. Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe, we now say hello to our panel. Forever Titan, Chris Sanders from hey, what's up, man? Ohio State. Chris, how you yes, doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Just come off a big win and uh last week in football so I'm, I'm ready to roll we lost in uh silly underdog picks but hey ready to go big dog you got uh i was gonna say it's a little quiet there my phone was a little quiet from uh yeah from forever I knew you weren't gonna answer i knew you weren't gonna answer that's why i didn't call <laughs> hey by the way <laughs> one of the things we should say to chris though is give him some shout outs here smu is ranked for the first time yes since, first time. The, the, since before the the scandal yeah Right since the eighties, yeah. since Pony Express, they are yeah. in the top twenty-five, five and zero. Oh. So should they, they be getting investigated? No, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying kudos. <laughs> you know, actually, we're getting investigated because when they beat TCU, I I got some some underlying stuff that they will win, so they are investigating right now. You did get some uh, inside <laughs> info, did you not? Which hey, well, look, good for you, CJ. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you guys got the win over Innsworth on Friday. Yeah. We did, man. I mean, Innsworth's a quality team. We went out there, and I'm going to give you a little coach talk right now. We went out there and gave it our all and executed and did our thing. I sound like Coach Vrabel. Now you gave 110%, <laughs> one play at a time, <laughs> brick by time. brick. Yeah, oh, and, you okay, know, I'm we, getting a little we, sideways now. And we did our fundamentals. There we go. That's <laughs> some coach talk right there. Speaking of coaches, he's down in Rutherford County, Riverdale. Uh, we just lost Chris Sanders, so we'll have to get him back on there. The greatest quarterback in Browns history, what Baker Mayfield is striving to be, is to get the Browns to the playoffs, and the last quarterback to do that was our own Kelly Holcomb. Kelly, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How y'all doing? Doing fantastic. How uh, how did things fare for you guys last week? Uh, they didn't fare too well. Obviously, you didn't see it on TV. I we, did not. I'm you know, sorry. We went in. We went into the fourth quarter up twenty-two to three, and we get beat on the last play of the game. Um, so that wasn't not, that wasn't very fun. So, and that wasn't a good idea for me to bring that up. Is basically what you're saying, and no, I get it that. Wasn't, That's it wasn't very me. good. I, I was going to say that if Chris didn't come back on the air, it was okay because. We're having. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Let's. Let, we're having a little that, trouble back I know there, guys. I know it's it's because Kelly, because Kelly Hogan got that cricket phone. I told him about that. Well, we just we're having a little issues back at the studio. It seems like we're having problems <laughs> going. One player, uh, one person 
to the next. And I was going to tell Kelly as he calls back in, Chris, and I want you to hear this because I deserve that because I didn't didn't see. But in fairness, as we bring Kelly back into the mix, I will make my excuse. There was the final preseason game, so I was working doing the Preds game, and I was also in our studio because it was a road game. We have Uh big, beautiful televisions in there. I was watching my underdog pick go down in flames. I mean, getting blown up. I don't even know why I was watching anymore. It was such a disgraceful pick that everybody, when I made the pick, was like slamming their paper down and going, man, we wanted that, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Kelly, that's why I didn't see. I was working and watching my underdog pick get beat down like probably no pick has ever been beaten down in this contest uh, is history, ever. Yeah, and I, and I think I texted you, too, and I'm glad you made that pick because that was my first pick. Yeah, yeah, I do I do remember that. Um, sorry. So, yeah, we'll get to that review, that sorry, <laughs> sorry review of my pick. We also say <laughs> hello to another receiver, guy who played in the league for 15 years, on morning drive every day, Monday through Friday, 6 until 10 a.m., Derek Mason, affectionately known as D-Mace. D-Mace, what's up? D-Mace. Hey. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, you know, I was close to having a three-peat. I was that close, man. And my team lost by three points. UCLA coming off a big win a week prior. The quarterback gets hurt. When he went down, man, I was like, are you serious? Here we go again. So, I couldn't pull a three-peat. So, but I'm going to start a winning streak back up. It only takes one to get a winning streak going. Only takes um, one. What I have a question. What is a three-peat? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> we win three times in a row. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I have no idea what that is. Sorry. Chase, do you know what that is? No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you it, don't know what anything is. No, no, no. If you would have said Ofer, we both would have perked I, up look, and said, oh, we know what Ofer is. I've lost like five in a row, so I know what that's like. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, I'm, what, the Mi- I'm the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's, what's that's the what term for five losses in a row? That means you're terrible. <laughs> hey, I'm tanking for Tua over here. That's what I'm doing. Okay. So you're you're vying for the first pick next year? <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Uh, we have a we have a development with one of D Mace's partner, a new addition to silly underdog picks. Who you know the f- first three weeks came with some witty, you know. Witty material was funny. Was making getting some winners out there, and then he's kind of gone underground. And this yeah, is now two yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah. And I get it. Today we have to be a little bit gentler with him because he is doing something for a good cause. He is. So he is in the the Our Kids Golf Tournament, which is something that Braden Gall uh, co-hosts of Morning Drive. That he's That's awesome. He's very involved in. So Nick. Being the golfer that he is, has gone out and played in that. Um, so, I think, I think he gets a valid excuse today. I, la, what was last week? He last week was a dentist appointment. His, that was just oh, okay. so incredibly lame. I thought he was getting like his head shined or something. So I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll need to be careful there. There's some people you may offend on this panel with saying that. So, just saying. Sorry, Willie. Sorry, Sorry, as Willie chuckles. <laughs> D Mace may come through his phone. G Mace knows he's my guy. Uh, it is time, unfortunately, uh, for some of us that we must review. So, Willie D, floor is yours. Willie, oh Willie D, Willie D, 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your commissioner speaking. Silly Underdog Picks 2019 well underway. Brought to you by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Let's look back on week number five. First of all, a very popular contest again online. And congratulations to our winner, Monica Perkle from Gallatin. Nice. It was a relatively low-scoring week. She won the tiebreaker, but only 14 points. So not a lot of big dogs won last week. Let's look at the most popular picks. The leader, with 24% of the audience, selected the Trojans of USC. That was 24% of the audience, almost a quarter, went with the Trojans. They fell to the Washington Huskies. They were a double-digit dog, so it looked pretty attractive. And, of course, our panel, one of our panel picked that one as well. Uh, 23%, close behind, selected Georgia Tech against Uh Temple. Correct me, did did Georgia Tech win that game? I did not. I didn't go back and see that one. And then 22%. Temple won. Temple did win that one. Okay. So also a loss. Uh, 22% selected Boston College against Wake Forest. Another loss, although Boston College played very well in the game. So that's how the online pickers looked. Now let's go to our panel. Darren McFarland had the first pick, and he entered the rec- entered the uh, contest 0 for the season, trying to oh, get a win before the month of September ended. He selected Maryland, <laughs> a six-point home dog against Penn State. Maryland, a dangerous team. I thought it was seven. Playing at home. Uh, it Does it really matter no. at this point? I had six down. Darren, as you just painted the picture, uh, kick back on a Friday night. I'm going to watch my underdog. Full spotlight, <clears throat> final score, Penn State 59, Maryland nothing. <laughs> Hello. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like I said, I think it's the most embarrassing pick in the history of this this contest, which is has a long history. I, I, Look, I don't know what to are say. Are you sure? George had some pretty bad picks. No, no I've been 50, some bad ones. 59 to hey, nothing? <laughs> as long as you give it your all, that's all that matters. Did he, though? Well, I, I felt like last Thursday I was giving it to my own. You all. did. You guys, you know, were, oh, man. I mean, you just heard Kelly say that was going to be his pick. I, I liked the pick. Here's I mean, the thing. I had the first pick. That's the one I identified as the sweet uh, pick, the sweet pick, the one that was there for the taking. I identified that as the number one pick. Whoops. And they lost at home 59 to nothing. Oops. So, so let me say this. I – I usually I write the picks down so I have a record that I can go back and see how you guys did while I'm you know trying to see how I I've done, but I was at the beach so I I couldn't do that so I send Darren a text and I go, who did you take again? And he gives me this just like I'm not even going to answer it's that. It's called a stink eye. I mean he was, and, and then I remember and I'm like oh yeah, yeah that's okay right. my bad. Yeah. So Darren drops to zero and five on the season. I like the way Chase Awful. just. Presented that story like I honestly forgot. I was just <laughs> I did. I was just innocently asking, "Hey, who was your underdog was your pick, pick again? again?" Yeah, I was on the beach. Uh, like I, okay. my mind was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get to your pick in a moment here, Chase. But yeah, well. the second pick belonged to the rookie Nick Kale, who has uh, entered the contest in a tie for third. He went with Boston College, a six and a half point dog against Wake Forest. But Wake Forest continues to be. A strong story on the season. They've had an outstanding start. They held off BC 27-24, so Nick falls short, drops to 2-3 and three on the season. Ten and a half points is where he stands. He 
he is uh, tied in the contest with Derek Mason, who had the third pick. Mace went with UCLA, a six-point dog out west at Arizona. Herm Edwards against Kevin. I'm sorry, uh, Chip Kelly against Kevin Sumlin, a couple of big-name coaches. UCLA had the dramatic win the week before. Derek said, let's take the Bruins. Tight game, but Arizona holds serve at home 20-17. to Derek, no points for a cover, unfortunately, in our contest. So you dropped a two and three, and you are still in a deadlock with your co-worker, Nick Kale. Yeah, I got to find a way. This week has to be the week where I take sole possession of third place. Is there any way I can move up to second? I would have to take a long shot. Still a long way to go in the contest. Long way to go. Derek is in a tie for third with Nick at the moment. That brings us to Kelly Holcomb. Leader in the competition uh, coming and the defending <laughs> champion, staying with the philosophy that worked very well for him. Get off to a good start and then make short incremental gains, throwing for the sticks, as we like to call it. He selected the Baylor Bears, a two-and-a-half-point home dog against Iowa State. Iowa State leads 21-20 to late. Baylor works themselves down for a game-winning field goal try. They call upon a kicker who had never kicked a college field goal in his life, and he nailed it. Baylor wins 23-21. Two and a half points for Kelly. He's now 4-1 and one on the season and now has wow. 23 points to lead the contest. Kelly, well done. I'm hearing a lot of stuff from Chris, man. I mean, it's, I, I told y'all, now y'all got to come catch me at Pars, huh? dude. I just got to finish with Pars. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could even you could even take some bogeys at this point. I know it just stinks. Hey, like there's I'm, no I'm, comebacks anymore. Like hey, this is Kelly, I'm coming to get you, baby. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just have to sit, sit here you quietly. Sit girl, Chris. You got to sit down with your girlfriend and pick a better <laughs> <laughs> The fifth pick last week went to Chase McCabe, also Ugh. with Darren. And this one was via the beach. He had a panel down there on the beach, though. <laughs> In fact, there was a lot of whispering going on. There was a lot of r- uh, rustling of paper and <laughs> yep. and uh, you know people meeting in a committee room. I-, I-, I pictured a whole you know like a card table full of guys with cigars and stuff. He selected Washington State, a six-point dog out west at Utah. And unfortunately, Chase, this one, not as lopsided as Darren's 59-0, but 38-13, and the thing was pretty much over at the half. So the Utes win. Chase drops to 0-5. So who's going to win first, Chase or Darren? I mean, that's the that's This the is becoming a little mini-competition, game uh, within the Darren game. Darren might not yeah. score the whole game the whole time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. If I could just get my team to score a touchdown, that, that would be a good start. Ouch. Uh, so, Chase, uh, very little comment. What, what happened with the panel? What happened, the committee? What, what was going on down there? It, uh, look. Can you, just, I, I, can you tell we're both defeated? I mean, we're both. We have, I'm trying to get you guys to put your finger done, on the problem. I have done, I've done everything. I've tried to go for the Hail Mary. I've tried to go for for the short yardage. You tried to go with your alma mater. With the alma mater. I mean, you know, I, I, I tried to rally a fan base. <laughs> the Vols, I mean, that let me down. I just, I, I've tried to do it all, and nothing has worked. I went to a committee. I mean, I, we had yep. the selection committee last week. It, it just, yep. nothing is working. Back to the drawing board. That brings us to Chris Sanders, final pick last week. He went with Southern Cal, the most popular pick among our listeners. 11-point dog at Washington. USC, though, has got injury issues at quarterback, and that, that has hurt them 
Washington, a very good team and tough up there. They're able to hang in there and win 28-14. to So Chris drops to 2-3, and three, but the Forever Titan still in second place, very much in striking range of Kelly with 12 and a half points. Hey, hey, this is the week to come and get it. But the one thing that I'm very excited is, is I have two wins and Darren has zero. I mean, that just makes me feel good. I mean, even if I lose the game, <laughs> wow. I can always go back to that, that Darren has zero. It's really a confidence boost, isn't it? I was say, thanks for rubbing That's my what? nose in that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When we come back. I just got the scalded dog treatment from Chris Sanders. <laughs> yep. Sticking we, my nose in the rug. On the other side, we will have our picks for week number six. Nick Kale will have the first pick. Derek Mason, the second pick. Kelly Holcomb, the leader in the competition, the third pick, followed by Chase fourth, Chris Sanders fifth, and Darren McFarland 0-5 and, and picking sixth. He is, he is facing an uphill battle here. Let's see what he comes back with. When we make our picks, hear from Pete and Terry's Tavern on opening night in Smashville, 1025 the game. Silly underdog picks presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. We're at Pete and Terry's Tavern. By the way, you still have 20 minutes to get here and drop your name in the hat for a pair of tickets to tonight's opener, Predators and Wild. we got a great lunch crowd here. They've got lunch specials. It is packed. So jump in, drop your name in the hat. You might win. And if nothing else, you'll enjoy a nice lunch and you'll be able to Hang with us. All right, time for the picks for week six. Guys, the commissioner had to make a move here. I forgot the newspaper this morning, (sighs) so we're going to CBSSports.com for the official lines because there is only one uh, line on there and not a series of lines, so so we we won't argue. We'll go with CBS Sports. No. 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 Kelly, this is right up your alley. This is what you've been complaining (laughs) about for years. What? It's ridiculous, man. I'm telling you, it happens every week. (laughs) <laughs> not every week. Well, you know, he something, had to get. Something happens every week. You're either not there, you leave the paper, you stub your toe, something. <laughs> well, he had to pack and go on the road. Oh, wait a minute. No, they're at home. Yeah, no, he, did. <laughs> he didn't have to do yeah. anything. Oh, wait a minute. He's not even doing the game tonight. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> Willie. So there's that. Listen. I, I'm only human as the commissioner. I try I, to defend you, but I, come on. You have one job. You know, Kelly, I, I, I feel like he's consistent with his complaints of the shortcomings of the commissioner, but I feel like you guys are just piling on because you're 0-5. Well, no, it's it's a, we're saying that his complaints usually are warranted. Yes. And, and you've, given, you've given him more fodder with today showing up with nothing. He's passionate. Uh, uh, you know, he's leading. He's passionate about what he does. Well, it's it okay. Over I can handle over, it. You know, he logs complaints. He logs complaints with the league office, and, you know, we discuss them. Just like behind the scenes, you know, off the air, the coaches and the referees get together a lot of times with plays. You know, they break down the tape. Mike Vrabel, the pass interference, same thing with Kelly. You know, he and I work these things out. So, I, Kelly, I'd appreciate it if you'd keep this, you know, off the air like we Okay, no do. problem. No problem. I, I think what he's saying is you're Vontez perfect, and you should be suspended for the rest of the year because I don't, that's you a, have a pattern that's and a too history harsh. of this stuff. That's just too harsh. Well, the NFL didn't think it was too harsh because he had a pattern, and Kelly's saying you have a pattern. Well, you're like the guy that wants to break up the NCAA. You have no, you know, okay, fine, break up the NCAA. We got this new rule, but who takes over? You got to have somebody on top. Okay. I'm your man. All right. I may not be perfect like the NCAA. But we're going to get the job done. All right. Let's go to week six. Nick Kale, I suppose, has passed along his uh, vote. His to me. To Max Hurst. 
for a second straight week. Almost got him a win last week, but again, no points for a cover in our contest. The underdog must win outright. So we turn it back to the studio to producer Max. Dilly dilly. All right. <laughs> we will be going with the second Philly-related thing in a row after the Always Sunny did not work last week. But we were close. We were close. The uh, BC boys almost got it done. And this week, Nick Kale is honored to select, or I am honored to select on Nick Kale's behalf, a team that Boston College actually beat, Rutgers, against, at home, Darren's favorite team, Maryland. <laughs> And I just want to give Rutgers a shout-out because the Scarlet Knights have the same amount of wins this season as the Vegas Golden Knights, who have played one game. They both have one win. Who's, who's coaching them this week? Uh, Which Jones? The guy who threw basketballs at people in practice? I don't know. <laughs> They've had some issues at Rutgers, haven't they? Oh, my goodness. The Scarlet Knights of Rutgers are 12-point home dogs against the Maryland Terrapins coming off of the 59 nothing drubbing at the hands of James Franklin and Penn State. Intriguing pick. i, I got to be honest. I know I have no – I should not be able to weigh in or comment. That's a horrible pick. That's, that is an absolute loser pick. <laughs> You're saying pick. no chance. There's no chance of that. That is a loser pick. How often has Rutgers been picked in our competition? Not often. And they are often an underdog. My guess is Maryland is going to take out everything that happened last Friday under Rutgers. I could see 59 nothing the other way. Willie, often an underdog is a nice way to put it for Rutgers football. <laughs> You're a kind, kind soul. I did do a Rutgers. When Greg Schiano was the coach, and Rutgers was on the rise but had not gotten there yet. I did a Rutgers-Vanderbilt game at Vanderbilt Stadium, and Rutgers came from behind with a guy named Brian Leonard. Remember, he played yep. uh, for a long time in the NFL. They beat Jay Cutler. In the in the Commodores, that was a bad memory. Did you do All it right. on on Fox Sports South? No, it was or back FSN? in the old days of CSS. The now oh, okay. Comcast I was close. Sports Southeast. I was and, close. Uh, they were not in high def. They were not in high def. That is true. That is true. Which little, is probably a good some, thing when I was on grainy camera. footage. Ooh. Yeah. That brings us to the one and only Derek Mason, who enters the week tied for third, ten and a half points with Nick Kale. All right, boys. I am going to go. There were two games that I was looking at. Both of them were Big Ten games. Just I say it. We know what to, you're going to say. Just say it. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go there because I don't want to do that because I have too much invested in that game. So I don't want to kick it as my silly underdog and have to sit there and watch it, you know, for both. You know, because it's my alma mater, then I'm hoping to win and fill it up underdog. I don't think they will win that game, Michigan State. Their defense hadn't been playing very well, and Ohio State, I believe, is probably the second best team in the country. But I'm going with Texas Zero. I think Northwestern will beat Nebraska. Huh. Got a slap. Oh, wow. two slaps. Oh, uh, Chase. Double slap. Chase McKay is be irate. That he is, is irate. That is not a good sign, teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Chase really, really, really wanted that pick. It really isn't. <laughs> that is not. Derek, I'm sorry. That is not the ringing endorsement you were looking for. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, that this is the week where Chase can be right. 
for not getting Look, paid. Everyone on this panel will understand what I'm about to say. I just want to win before Darren does. That's all I want. <laughs> the Northwestern Wildcats, a seven-and-a-half-point dog on the road at Nebraska. And, of course, in Lincoln mm. last week, Nebraska got annihilated on their home turf That's against the mildly. Buckeyes. It was over at the end of the first quarter. But Northwestern has struggled some coming in at one and three. We'll see what happens. The big swing game uh, for both of those team seasons. That brings us to the leader in the competition, Kelly Holcomb. Currently with 23 points. Take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia. Oh, is he going to pick West Virginia? I was watching the Blues game last night. The whole crowd was singing this song. Do you know that? Like they turned it off and they continued on singing. Kelly is becoming very popular. Inspired us to play this at our travel ball tournament last weekend for the boys, for the kids. It's amazing, man. Everybody sings it. When it, when it comes on, man, everybody sings it. It's crazy to me. It's, it's working for you. All right, so I'm going to go with the same theme here. Uh, I'm going to have them come get me. I've got two games, and I know nobody's really interested in my games. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this team has been doing well for a long time, but I'm going to say that they're going to have their second defeat of the season. So I'm going to – I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bearcats over Central Florida. Really? Oh, Chase. It's a three-and-a-half-point game. I don't care. You I just need, want to get on the you board. You would have to win 22 of those games to get back in the contest. Twenty-four. Hey, Chase, this pick Michigan State. If you win, you get you right back in. Yeah, this mean, is true. I mean, why, why would Cincinnati ever be on your board? Because I want to get on the board. Oh. At this, I'm not going to win the competition at this point. I'm, I'm just well. You're not going to pick three and a half point games. That's for sure. You can't you do know. that, Chase. You got to go for it. You do. The three and one Cincinnati Bearcats are a three and a half point home dog, taking on number eighteen UCF, coming in at four and one under Coach Josh Heupel. Interesting pick. That's a that's a very intriguing game in that league, right there. We'll see how good Cincinnati is. All right, that brings us to Chase McCabe, who has thrown two temper tantrums. He's thrown three water bottles. He's knocked cans over here in Pete and Terry's. He's making a spectacle here in front of all these Predator fans. Football teams have definitely torn this boy apart over the last few weeks since I joined this competition. You're right. Three and a half point games aren't going to get it done for me at this point. I have to uh, to gamble. I'm not going to take Michigan State. But this could be just as bad. Give me the Commodores plus seven. Mm. Mm. That's a good the- pick, Chase. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> I like that. The Vanderbilt Commodores are a seven-point dog on the road against the Ole Miss Rebels. A pivotal, oh, game. That's a wrap. A that's pivotal a wrap. game for both programs. Saturday night on the SEC Network. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Anybody, anybody had that had that down? Anybody uh, no. contemplating that one? I thought about yeah, no. I thought about no. It's not bad. Oh, you're it saying has a, it has a chance. 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, I mean, Vanderbilt has played well against Ole Miss. I know. They have. Chase, I'll be there. I'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Of course, Max Max won't know his name by halftime, but, you know. (laughs) Well, have they started selling beer yet, or is that, you know, next next month? There's a thing called the Grove. I'll remember the line. (laughs) (laughs) The the outlook is bleak. The beer line. For the loser of that game in terms of making a bowl. All right, that brings us to Chris Sanders. Right now in second place, still very much in the competition, trying to catch Kelly Holcomb. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. All right. This one is for Kelly Holcomb. Because this is going to get me right back in the game to catch him and win the whole thing. I'm going with Stanford. Over Washington. That's my pick. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, okay, hey, I got your number because instead of calling Darren, I'm going to call you and I'm going to talk mad fast, baby. And this okay, is what my girl said. Here. She said, we're coming at you. So she's just letting you know we're coming at you, I'll big be, dog. I'll be here all day. I'll, I'll be here till 6, dog. Just call me. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford, 16 and a half. <laughs> The point stand- underdog at home. What has happened yeah. to David it's, Shaw and the Cardinals? This is an intriguing pick. Stanford coming in at two and three, a sixteen and a half point dog. Ooh, let's, go, number, let's go. Number, That's all I need to hear. Fifteen Washington. Chris tried to get a win over Washington last week, unsuccessfully with USC. Now he's going to test the Huskies on the road at Stanford. We'll see. Sixteen and a half. Let's that could be a huge turnaround. <laughs> Chris is fired up. Hey, I'm called eight. I make sure I have everybody's number because when we win, I'm calling y'all verbatim, everybody, one at a time. So just get ready. He'll do it, okay. too. I, I look forward to that call. All right. All right. Sounds good, guys. That brings us to Darren McFarland, the final pick of week six. He's 0-5. He's picking last. His Indians have been eliminated from the Major League Baseball season. What does he have in store? Indian fever. It starts from the very first inning. There's nowhere to go but up. Indian fever. It's a brand new beginning, Darren. You're all in five. It's time to start. It's how you feel when we win. So catch Indian fever. Be a believer. Cleveland Indians. That's just not the attitude. That's not the attitude. Come on, I thought I thought we were gonna get inspired. Hey Darren. Hey Darren. Check, check Twitter. You said there's no other place to go but up. Yeah, it is. You can go further down, okay? <laughs> Wait a minute. Derek is, is claiming Chase that. is bra- trying to break stories on Twitter? What is wrong with you? He looked at my pick and put it out on Twitter. Oh. Uh, Max hit it. <laughs> Virginia's my pick. <laughs> oh my goodness! You have to admit that was kind of funny. You are trying to break. He put sources. <laughs> oh my goodness! Give me West Virginia at home. That's hilarious. 
West Virginia is a 10.5-point home dog against the visiting Texas Longhorns, who are number 11. Both teams coming in with a record of 3-1. and one. So Texas on the road. Interesting game in the Big 12 on ABC 230 in the primetime spot. But Derek Mason makes a good point. I said there's nowhere to go up but up. That is true. But as Derek says, maybe you haven't bottomed out yet. You can keep going lower. <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying there's a chance. Uh, he said He's saying basically if you're 0-5, you can go 0-6. I, I, <laughs> that, that could be in the cards. Kelly, I heard a groan from you. What was that? A wow. That was another horrific pick, or what? What was the groan for? I don't remember groaning. I didn't. I'm just. Oh. I'm just listening to you guys right now. With me being up, I'm just listening to all this chatter on the other end. I just okay. Find it comical I, a little bit. I thought I heard somebody groan. I didn't know what the groan meant. <laughs> Sorry, huh. wasn't me. All Chris, right. was that you? No. Chris is paying no not. attention to your not. pick at this right. point. Yeah. You've got yeah. a win one to, 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 be, on to be honest. Nobody cares about my no. pick. Yeah. <laughs> they know not at all. I'm not a threat. Well, I care. I, I you know I tried to break the story. So you yeah. did. You did. You did. <laughs> okay, let's review the picks for Week Six for the Silly Underdog Selections 2019. They are as follows. We had three people pick double-digit dogs this week. This is interesting. The number one man was Nick Kale. He selected. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights out of the Big Ten. A 12-point home dog against Maryland. A couple new members of the Big Ten. Rutgers needing a win big time in Piscataway, New Jersey. Derek Mason selects out of the Big Twin. Out of the Big Ten. Does not select the Big Twin. He does not take the Spartans of Michigan State, his beloved alma mater. Instead, he goes with Pat Fitzgerald's Northwestern Wildcats. A seven and a half point dog on the road in Lincoln, Nebraska against Scott Frost Cornhuskers. The third pick belongs to Kelly Holcomb, defending champion and leader in the competition. He takes the Cincinnati Bearcats, a three and a half point dog, playing at home against the UCF Golden Knights. Not to be confused with the Vegas Golden Knights. It is opening day in Smashville. Yes, it is. Chase McCabe, looking for his first win in the competition, goes down to the Grove and selects the Vanderbilt Commodores, a seven-point dog facing the Ole Miss Rebels. Who are you with? VU. Who are you with? VU. Oh, we're back to singing the songs oh, again. Oh, that's more of a that chance. Worked, yeah, that worked out chance. well last time. Here oh, we go. I'm a little bit back. worried now. Mark that one. I'm a little bit worried. Can I give Chase that. a better chant? Yes. Down in Oxford, hottie toddy, gosh almighty, dem doors, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Chris Sanders, he goes out west. He has been peppering the Pac-12. Last week, he tried to get a nip at Washington, fell short with USC. This week, he goes even bigger and selects Stanford. The Cardinal, a 16-and-a-half-point home dog against Washington, coming to town. And then finally, Darren McFarland. Trying to win the race out of the cellar, selecting the West Virginia Mountaineers. I love the way Chris is laughing at that. In the 2.30 primetime spot, they will be singing Country Road. They'll be going nuts in Morgantown as the Texas Longhorns come in and take on West Virginia. All right. Remember, you can play online by going to thegamenashville.com. Make your three picks every week for great weekly prizes. 
Those are the picks for week number six. Happy October, everybody, and good luck. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. We're at Pete and Terry's Tavern, and I know there's a lot of celebrities in here. There's been a lot of celebrities in here for the last hour, so it explains the packed house in Pete and Terry's Tavern. Other than, and also, it's just a really cool place to hang out, right? Have lunch. But there is also another reason that this place has been jam-packed for the last hour. It is time. Yes, Pete, that is one of them. He's signifying, you know, maybe some. Uh, there's some good drink specials here you can take advantage of. But we're also going to give away some tickets to tonight's game. And I think it's only appropriate since Pete Weber has popped his head in here. It he is, is his tavern. It's half the, half the name. It's half his tavern. Well, half his tavern. Half his tavern. Wh- which half is his half? But he gets, to draw, he gets to oh, draw okay. a whole name, not a half a name. So we're going to shake it up. Well, let's see if I can get the sound effect. So you can tell there's been a lot of people coming in. Now things are starting to quiet down a little bit. As, as Pete Weber... Draws the winner to tonight's game. And the winner, Blair Patterson. Blair Patterson. Patterson? Patterson? Is that right? Yeah. Patterson. Looks like, doesn't look, looks like Patterson. Blair Patterson. Remember, you didn't have to be present to win. People right. have been filing in here for the last two and a half hours, filling that out. So. If Blair is not, I didn't hear my scream, so Blair may not be here. We will contact Blair. The tickets will be left at will call. Thank you, Pete Weber. Job well done, man. Good job, Pete. That's why your name is on this tavern. Thank you, Pete. That was all right. That was well executed right there by Pete Weber. We'll have AJ (laughs) Malesko join us, who will be in the booth with Chris Cuthbert, and she will join us. And Mike Milbury. Mike Milbury. Yeah, that's right. Mike Milbury uh, back in the house. Comments aside. <laughs> I'm the Smashville people are going to Is it kind of ironic that AJ will be between the benches? Thank you, Pete. Yes. Uh, Mike Milbury back in the house. Is it a coincidence? PK's not here anymore. Uh, Mike's back in the house. I, 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 I'm just saying. Are you being Homer Simpson? What are you doing there? Look, you know, I, I uh, and I'm. Excited to talk to AJ since she'll be in between the benches. That'll be cool. But, uh, yeah, it is a, a little ironic that Mike Milbury comes in the house for game one. But pretty cool to get the national spotlight. Willie, I know that means, you know, you, you don't have much to do tonight. You yeah, kind of wander we're around. Doing a lot of different things tonight. A lot of little things. Uh, not in the booth. Got the gold tonight. walk tonight or today. Yeah, the, the, uh, the gold carpet. Yep. The big entrance. Oh. Yeah. And we should, we should bring that up, that uh, we will actually have a presence on the gold carpet. I'll be out there with, uh, with Gina Berg from our staff, and we'll be doing some Periscope awesome. stuff, talking to the guys as they walk down the carpet. So you can uh, check it out on Twitter at 1025 The Game and tune in for that. We'll do some stuff on Instagram as well. I was reading uh, some stuff on Twitter during the break. Jalen Ramsey did not practice today. Neither did uh, Giants running back Saquon Barkley. I think everybody feels like. That may be a little bit of a stretch, even though I've got him in two leagues. I would love for him to suit up and play this weekend. Oh, there's no way. He's not playing. But but the fact that they he's have been talking about right, it, that's the, way right, ahead of They schedule, are right? showing – there's already video out there. His workouts, I mean, is next week out of the question? They I play mean, Thursday I, I next week. 
Oh, so that's interesting. That yeah, okay. Max saying they play Thursday next week. But if you own him in a fantasy league and he only misses three games, that is a big, big plus. Yeah. So, but he did not practice. Although they feel like man, he may be a lot more closer than uh, maybe sooner rather than uh, later, right? When it comes to the return of Saquon Barkley, what are they going to do with Jalen Ramsey? I know the owner came out and said, hey, he's got to be a part of this. That's great. We got to keep. But that's all great. But if he doesn't want to be there, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Keep having him go with the team and not dressing? Why would you want to have a guy that doesn't want to be there on your team? Just waiting for the phone to ring for all those first-round picks that they're supposed to get from. And stand on the sidelines (laughs) in his street clothes? Apparently the phone's not ringing for the first-round picks that everybody wants to trade for him. But whose fault is that? That's his own fault. He wanted to be traded. You play hard. You show up, and you go 100%, and you let your feelings be known behind the scenes. Now he's he screwed himself, and he screwed his team. So that's, that's no man's land. Uh, I was reading Brett McMurphy's tweet just now. I mean, literally just now, West Virginia starting safety. Giovanni Stewart will sit out Saturday's game versus Texas. He may be lost for the season as he also considers being redshirted or transferring. All right, I'd like to make my pick real quick. Can we get those guys back on the line? <laughs> it's already um, down in pen. Oh, <laughs> well done. Uh, <laughs> the hits just keep on coming in silly underdogs. Oh, goodness. Uh, what do oh, I boy. do? What do I do? Tonight, intriguing game out in Seattle. We were talking to... Hal Gill, during uh, one of the breaks, who's still hanging out with us. You heard him last hour. Skillsy, who is good friends with Steve Hutchison, who I believe will get into the Hall of Fame in Canton. He is going to get in there. Former Titan offensive lineman. But he's doing work for the Seahawks, and they actually host the Rams tonight in Seattle. Seattle a slight favorite by a point. I'm seeing. And this is the Rams coming off giving up. 55 points at home in a loss yeah. to Tampa last weekend. How do they respond? And Jared Goff has been extremely shaky this year, especially the last couple of weeks. Well, are you Does not look good? I, and I, I'm a, actually asking this question. It's not a rhetorical question. Are you surprised by that, or did you expect a fall off? Because it, you know Sean McVay's the shiny new toy. His offense. He takes the job. He makes Jared Goff look like this just prolific passer even though i don't think anyone really thinks he is he just built an offense around him he did what an oc a head coach should do and built an offense that works for the quarterback but now as we know the rest of the league has figured it out and so i think there's a fall off so i'm not that surprised that he hasn't looked as good as he has in year you know last year especially but what do you what do you guys think? Are you declaring the Rams dead? I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, are you surprised that there's been a little bit of a drop off? That was their first loss of the season. Yeah, but you just said he hasn't looked as as well, good. Well, he's got six touchdowns and six picks. He's thrown right so, a lot of interceptions. So that's not what we've seen from him. Yeah, since Sean McVay got there, I think I think he'll be all right. I I, I still think the Rams are in the window. I th- I just think they had a letdown. I, I yeah. don't I don't think it's a beginning of the end kind of thing. I am really intrigued. Seattle sitting there three and one playing this game at home. Wow, chance yeah. to go to four and one. I just didn't think they were that that good. Seattle's favorite in this game, slight very slight favorite. 
but it's basically a pick 'em game. They basically lost. A 50, they 50 lost game. Sue, the Rams. The Seahawks gained Clowney. Did you see Clowney last week? He had a touchdown. So Sue had a touchdown to put the dagger yep. in the Rams' coffin for the Bucks. Gurley, he's rushed for just over 200 yards through four games. He doesn't look like the same. I mean, it's what we talked about, yeah. right? It doesn't look the same. And so I guess to what you were saying, Chase, is it fair to say is this? Are we starting to see some some cracks in the armor of the Rams, even though that was just their first loss? But we talked about it. Remember we had the caller say, well, what example are, is there of, you know, not having the quarterback and being able to win, and I immediately went to the Bears yep. and the Rams of last year because if you have those ridiculous over-the-top defenses and you can run the ball, you can do a whole lot of winning with two guys at quarterback that nobody has in the elite class. I, I do think – but if the Rams don't have that over-the-top defense, which the Bears still do, but if the Rams don't have that over-the-top defense, maybe there are going to be some problems out in L.A. Let's look at the Seahawks here for a second because I, I, I agree. Goff is he's getting to that point in his career where he's at a crossroads. It's like, is he just a serviceable starter or is he going to start playing like the first pick in the draft? I mean, expectations right. will be high for him to be a team, a guy that can carry you to victory and not just rely on the great supporting cast because at some point they won't have that. But the Seahawks are an interesting one because they're now built much more around Russell Wilson than they were years ago when they had the Legion of Boom, and they had the great running game right. with Marshawn Lynch, sure. and they, they were built to win <laughs> with him being more of a complimentary in that first stage of his contract. They're 3-1, and one, but they beat Cincinnati by one. They beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh in the game that Roethlisberger got hurt, and they beat Arizona. So they have not beaten. This will be the toughest team they've played. Right? Yeah. They lost to New Orleans in a game that at home – you would have thought that they had a great chance to win because it was Bridgewater playing, right? It was not yeah. Drew Brees. So they're 3-1, and one, but it's a 3-1 and one that you wonder, are they really that good? Well, and it's interesting looking at L.A. They beat Carolina. They beat they have beaten New Orleans, and then they beat Cleveland. Those yeah. are their three wins. At and Cleveland then, on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, and then they turn around and lose to Tampa. So it, it goes back to something that we've discussed on the show of, the NFL right now is in that just trying to figure it out oh, yeah. and what it is. So many two-and-two two teams, so many teams winning on the road. You can't really – now, you know, you look at New England, you go, okay, they're pretty good. Look at Kansas City, okay, they're pretty good. But Detroit gave them a game last week. Um, New Orleans seems to be, even with Teddy Bridgewater, they seem to have a pretty good team around him. So I, it, it's just – it's in that kind of point right now of, all right, Who's really going to stand out? But I'm with you on Seattle. This is their toughest test. I like them, though, at home. That's We know how tough of a place that is to play. I take the Rams tonight. I don't know. I just I just feel like they're better than the Seahawks and the bounce back from the bad performance. Yeah. But Seattle will be impressed. back-to-back home games. I'll, I'll be impressed if Seattle wins this game. Back-to-back right. home playing, games. Playing at home, that's playing a tough home. place to I win. Mean, but that means tough they would drop back-to-back home games. I mean, how many yeah. times have we seen that in Seattle? Probably not very often. The last about eight years. Usually they're, they're lucky to lose two games in a season. You're saying back-to-back. Honestly, I feel the same way, Willie, but I, I have a hard time thinking Seattle's going to drop back-to-back at home. 
but I kind of feel like the Rams I are, will quote you. are desperate. Home doesn't mean anything yeah. in the NFL <laughs> right. this year. You're right about that. All right, we'll come back. A.J. Malesko will join us. She'll sit down at the table. We'll talk about this Predators' wild matchup tonight here at Bridgestone Arena. We do that next to kick off the fourth and final hour on ESPN 1025, the game.